Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for checking out the Guyward Cast. Leave this episode 14. I'm Joey Craig, aka the Skyward King, here with my co host, Mr. Delvin Cox. About to spit that hot fire. Go ahead, man. X gonna give it to you. Fuck waiting for the d- get it on your own. X gonna deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. <laughs> What's up, guys? So aggressive. Didn't expect it, but cool. So, but it's the reason why I did that one. Did oh, yeah. DMX. Yeah. yeah. Two things. X just got out. And did you see, I guess you call it a meme that's going around lately? No. About that particular song? It's, it's a meme or, meme or gif. I can't remember which one. But the whole thing about, um, you, you know Resident Evil Remake just came out recently, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's been looping that song up into every time uh, Mr. X comes out to attack your character in the game. <laughs> and it loops up perfectly with the song. I gotta see that. If if it's a video, you need to send it to me. <laughs> been, it's, it's hilarious. It's awesome. I've been seeing some videos about that game, man, and I, I'm not a big fan of uh, I'm not a big fan of survival horror games, especially the, the classic ones where it's slow and kind of. I mean, I'll take that over the jump scares of like a like an Outlast. Ignore that. But uh, pause. That's DMX calling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll edit this out. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. <laughs> okay. I'll stitch all that stuff back together. Won't even know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but what I was saying was, uh, what was I saying? Dang. You were talking about how Resident Evil remake looks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that looks pretty interesting, and I, I'm not even really into those kind of games, especially not, I mean, I'll, but I'll take those over, you know, like Outlast, where it's just the first person real slow, and you get all the jump scares and all that, but it 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 looks pretty nice. You bought that? Yeah, it's excellent. It's excellent. It's plays very good, and it's how you remember Resident Evil 2 playing and being. It's not how it really plays. It's how you would remember and how scary it is and everything. It's a really modernized, excellent game. One of the things I always like about the Resident Evil games, as opposed to things like Outlast, is the fact that, silliness aside, Resident Evil is a little bit more realistic in terms of the fact that, um, let's say if if you have a bunch of zombies coming after you, you're going to try to fight back. One way or another, with the Outlast games, you have to run away, so there's no way to fight back. You just have to run away if they catch you. That's essentially it. And I always like, even though the ammo is scarce and things like that, you have to kind of fight to survive. I always like that feeling and that aspect of it, like Resident Evil series, um, Dead Space comes to mind. There's a few at Silent Hill, there's a few others like that. I've never been a fan of the games where you always have to run away from the guy when you see him and things like that. Oh, yeah, that's no fun. Um... But I never even got that far in the Outlast to even know how the mechanics go. I got scared. I think at like maybe two minutes in, I was like, nope, no thank you. I just deleted it. <laughs> that's not my that's not my vibe at all, man. Um, but you know, real quick, um, I don't think I ever we we rarely talk about like like going to a game game conversation. Like we talk about industry politics and stuff like that. But I just want to ask, like, what was your like favorite? Um, like favorite throwback, like PS One, PS Two era game. Like since we, since you know, Resident Evil is a remake. Resident Evil, 
Resident is between it's between Resident Evil and um Metal Gear Solid. Oh, and of course Final Fantasy VII. Those are my top three. Like in terms of PS One games, those are my go tos right there. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get a PS Classic so bad because I wanted to go back and play those games in this original format. What about PS Two? PS Two, it's a few of them. I don't. The funny thing about PS2 is it's not many that I remember like, like those PS1 games. I want to say Resident Evil 4, but that's kind of cheap because it came out on GameCube first. I mean, it still counts though. Yeah, Resident Evil 4. Um, what is it? Metal Gear Solid 2: Sons of Liberty mm-hmm. is another one, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Solid. My my collection of of games, it was just nothing but uh, platform action uh, action adventure games. You know, I, I loved uh, Ratchet and Clank. Still love it to this day. I, I'm still upset that I haven't gotten a chance to play the uh, the remake or or reimagining for PS4. But I, I love that series on PS2 and in the PS3. Um, Jack and Daxter is still one of my favorite series of all time. I just loved how the series went from being so, you know, bright and and happy to being this like grimy like underworld story of like of a rebellion against the government and it was it was like I think that was part two, and then part yeah. three it was like it was crazy like he just it went from being this lighthearted e for everybody t to a t game you know and it was it was such. It was unexpected, but it was a smooth um, transition that I really appreciated. Um, and I, I, I've been waiting for a sequel ever since, you know, and it, it just, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, man. But with the graphics that they have today and, and from what we've seen with Ratchet and Clank, like there's a there's a demand for that. Like, well, uh, did you play the, the remake, quote unquote? What do you mean? The Ratchet and Clank remake, the one that came out no, 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 I didn't get a chance to play it, but I was you just going based that. off of say I, I I would love to. I don't have a freaking PS4. Times are hard, man. I got you an Xbox PS4? One. Oh, that's yeah. We need to fix that. You need to get a PS4, man. That one, that game is awesome. It is exactly what you're talking about. And if, I honestly think that game, one, that game's gonna get a sequel. Hands down, I think that game's gonna get a sequel too. I think eventually, oh, yeah. because. <laughs> Of the researching of these type of games with the whole crash coming out and the spiral and both of those games doing good and crash team racing now is a thing. I'm, I think you're gonna get a Jack and Dexter game. I don't think it's gonna be made by Naughty Dog, but I think you're either gonna get a nah. remake collection or something of Jack and Dexter. It's gonna come out. I don't like I said what it's gonna be. I don't know, but I think it's gonna get. You're gonna get something sooner, maybe the next. If not for this console generation, the next console generation. It needs to be. It has to be Naughty Dog or it won't be legit. Like they tried that with, uh, they tried that on PS2 for like a fourth. And people like they kind of appreciated it, but it still, it felt like something was missing. It was like the heart and soul just wasn't, wasn't quite, quite right. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want it to be brought back. I mean, maybe after Last of Us 2 or something. You know, just just go back and give us that. And like, I mean, like I was saying, just like with the uh, the new Ratchet and Clank, didn't they say that was like one of their best selling games? I yeah, mean, of that's, course, why, that that's was... why I said 
it's gonna it's 100 percent gonna get a sequel because it did so so well. And one, the price point was awesome. The price, I think it was forty dollars. So if, if they, I think I think you're right. I think it was. It was forty dollars, so, and then on top of that, it came out at a time where there was nothing out. So perfect window, perfect price. It was they hey, they planned that out right. I, I will I I can't wait to play it. It looks it looks crazy. And yes, it kind of it does give me hope for that. You know what I'm saying? But Naughty Dog needs to stop playing. Like, you know, they honestly, I think it's the change of pace that they need. You know what I'm saying? Like we we got enough uncharted. We got, you know, we got the the last of us. I think they, you know, they might need to take a little step back and give us something different and this might be it. It's definitely it. This is what I need. I've been waiting for this for like I don't know. 12 years or something crazy. I don't I don't think Naughty Dog's going to do that though. Honestly speaking, I think they, I think Sony is going to make another Rat Jack and Dexter game. That's not going to be by Naughty Dog. It's probably going to be by people who make who made the Ratchet and Clank remake, if anything. Because Naughty Dog just seems like they're in such a different place right now in terms of that's not what they want to make anymore. Which you think sucks. Insomniac would take over? It's possible. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Insomniac, they kind of... I don't know. They they, but, they but were on again, a, they were on a, a more mature wave too. Yeah. Now that I, now that I think about it, they might not even take over because Spider Man blew up so big, they may not want to go back to those type of games either. Spider Man was a huge hit. Yeah, but you got to go back to something of their own eventually, you know. Not necessarily. <laughs> um, Rocksteady has made their career off making Batman games. That's all they make now. And even now, it's like, um, I think the rumor is they're making another Batman game. and Because the rumor originally was that they were making a Superman game. Then they came out and said they're not making a Superman game. So I think the rumor is they're, they're rebooting the Batman franchise to make another Batman game. And I think they said WB Montreal might be making a Superman game or a Justice League game. But that's just rumors. If they do anything... I want to see Batman Beyond. Like, that'd be crazy. Like, I would love that. Yeah, freaking, you know, the, the flight. Imagine, like, taking some flight out of, um, like, Anthem. Maybe a little smoother. And then, but you just got this big old map. Oh, man, I could just oh, see it right now. That we can just, talk about that right now. Did you did you play the demo for Anthem? Yeah, I did. I, I did enjoyed that, man. It was... I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. I thought, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be pretty much just like it does have a very uh, a formula very similar to Destiny, but once I really started to dig into it and I figured out the combos and everything, it feels like Mass Effect Andromeda, but with Iron Man flight. I didn't like it. Did you play all the different uh, the? Um, what are they called? Hang it, I keep forgetting what the, the, the freaking the suits are called. No, um, I didn't. That I can tell. You, I didn't. I didn't play all the suits. I, I got. I may have played thirty minutes of it or something like that. And oh, I didn't no. like how. Um, I guess you're in a hub, and the hub is in first person. When you're walking around like the town and stuff like that, and talking to people. Yeah. Like, oh, this is god awful. So I oh, hope. That, go ahead. And you know, I'm, I'm a big, when it comes to those type of games, I'm a, like, I'm a big storytelling fan. Like, 
the Mass Effect games are my jam. They're like my one of my favorite series of all time. I like the story elements of it and the cinematography of how those games look in terms of like when you're playing Mass Effect and you're talking to other characters, it looks like a movie scene almost. And when I didn't see that in this game, I'm like, ah. It's just like, oh, go get this box or go do this. It feels more like um, how the Fallout games do handle um, storytelling. I've never been a big fan of that. It's okay, but I'm like, ah. Yeah. It, 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 it didn't wow me. Yeah. Story-wise, yeah, it, it really didn't. It. I mean, I liked the, the little situation you know, between uh, the main character and Matthias, like it was like the cut scene was like live action. And that was kind of interesting. You know what I mean? How he was split into three characters and it was, that was kind of interesting. So it was like, if I could see more of that going on, I wish the place was bigger. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, no, I, I feel like they didn't have enough time to really do the game the way it was supposed to be done and it might expand you know i'm sure they're gonna have expansions and it'll probably get bigger over time i did like that all the content that comes in the future is supposed to be free so that's that's a big point you know where it's like okay i could see myself picking it up just for that point so i'm not on that i'm not in that same situation with destiny where everyone leaves me behind because at that point in time i didn't have the money or i just didn't want to have to drop 40 bucks for another expansion when i just paid for a 60 dollars game so they do need to get me on the story but i would look if you get a chance to check it out again you gotta try all the different um javelins you gotta try all the different javelins like because it completely changes the game okay let me ask you this. This is a moral conundrum that I'm going to deal with eventually when it comes to that game. If you don't remember, Bioware has been in kind of trouble lately because Mass Effect the Andromeda didn't hit like it's supposed to hit. Mm -hmm. And now you got Anthem, which is this huge game that EA has invested a lot of money in. And let's call a spade a spade. EA hasn't been too hot lately. People have not been liking EA games. So... I kind of look at it like, do I give this game a chance? Or, or I just say, nah, I don't think, because I'm gut is I'm not going to like the game. But if I don't give this game a chance, and Bioware fails because of it, because there's a good chance that Bioware might become no more if this game flops like hugely. Because yeah. Andromeda didn't do good at all. But it was like the reason why Andromeda didn't do good, that was that was just completely disorganized. I've seen enough videos and seen people that was actually on the inside show how, you know, they had to scrap the whole thing to do this. And, and it was like they, they changed, what is it, the game engine like midway through. So they had to completely redo it. And so everything was a mess. I That was all, you know, I think it... I don't know if that decision was EA. I'm pretty sure it was EA. Um, but I don't know. It, it, I can't, I feel like I can't blame them for all those things just kind of happening as they did. It just was just one big mess after another. And that happens. You know, I mean, that's life. But EA knowing that they still have very high selling franchises, like they still, I think they, they were talking about that. Don't they have a, another um, Dragon Age on the way? So yeah, I, wasn't that confirmed? So yeah. I, now, if that flops, if you got three flops in a row, I think. But I don't. And then, and then they got to give it to also Anthem. 
is it's experimental. You know what I'm saying? And you already know that EA forced them to not be able to go in depth with this like they like they probably wanted to. Every one thing that you'll experience if you actually dig into Anthem is you see that there's this foundation for a great story. And if only they, if Bioware could be allowed to be Bioware, it could be amazing. You know what I mean? Like you see just small little details that like that that you'd only see put in the game if they really cared, you know? So I'm hoping that it doesn't end up like Activision's um, you know, playing dictator over um Bungie with Destiny, because they had they had one mission for the game, and then uh, you know, Activision would come through and say, "Hey, that's not you're, you're putting too much into that. We don't really want to make this about story. We want to make this more about microtransactions, and so stories will be cut in half, slashed into different DLC packs and all that stuff. So if they could just let it be, there's still a chance that this could be a good game." And I saw some footage that looked really amazing. So I, I definitely want to give it a chance. I don't know about it full price, but, uh, and I definitely don't want them to flop. So there's also that on me um, just to want to support them as a team, you know, for the great stuff that they did in the past. So, yeah. And see, when I think about it, the first thing that comes to my mind is Telltale. Love, I hate Telltale. Telltale went away because not enough people were supporting it. And I would not want to see that happen to Bioware. They were, oh man, it was, their situation was, they took on too much weight and they kept releasing every game with the same formula. I guess they they were hoping that because the story of each of these games is different, that's going to be enough. But the animations look the same. All the, the art style was the same. It was just different characters and people, you know, ratings for these games were really good, but people were still starting to feel like this is getting stale. You know, I want want to talk about that. Go ahead. I want to discuss that. But first, you know, my problem with that was a lot of the people who complained about Telltale games and, oh, it looks the same. Oh, this all looks the same. Didn't never play the games. It was kind of like that whole Twitter versus being hyperbolic and complaining about things just to complain about things. And like, there are people like, the, the, the telltale formula was simply this. And this is what people didn't understand. Different games, they did it like, basically like a Netflix style. They had mm-hmm. different games based on what you like or not. Like if you wanted a superhero game, you played a Batman series. You wanted a kid family friendly game that was fun, you played the, um, what is it called? Minecraft. If you want to go into a horror element, you play um the Walking Dead series. If you want to, they had like different games for everything. You didn't necessarily have to pick up every game, but they were the story was so different and so fun to play that you would enjoy them if you got if they gave them a chance. Like now, like I said, they have their faults, but yeah, I think like this: Telltale game for only twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for eight to ten hours of entertainment. That's a pretty good deal. And it's a lot of, and like, I'm quite sure a lot of money went into voice acting and coming up with all these different storylines you can get into. And I, like I said, I personally love the game. And I think it sucks what happened. I, I also think that 
Telltale is one of those studios that got a bad rap because, well, oh, why does it run like this? Why does it run like that? Well, they're putting out games in real time and making games is hard for one thing. And another thing is that it's not a very big studio. They're selling the game for $20. What do people expect? And the thing that bothers me always bothers me about that is that, not to call any companies, but Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Those mm-hmm. games were broken as hell. And those are full price $60 games. And nobody had a problem with that until Fallout 76, which was a complete mess. And people kind of accepted, oh, this is just this is just how Fallout plays. It adds to its charm. No, Fallout's broken. And it's okay to like a game that's broken, but don't <laughs> make it seem like it adds to its charm because it's elements of the game that's broken. Yeah. Now, and some games get a pass for that. And unfortunately, Telltale's not one of those series that got a pass for this. Things being broken in the game. Whereas Fallout for a long time, until 76, got a pass for, oh, the character's seeping into the floor now, or oh, something's wrong with the engine, something's not working right. But that's how it is. But you know, people always, whenever there's too much of something, everyone wants to talk about how things are being milked. Like, it reminds me of, um, it reminds me of Assassin's Creed. Like, I... I'm a big fan of the early Assassin's Creed games. Like it was, it's still like, I loved those games. I started on one and I just, I marathon them just back to back to back to back. I was hooked. But and then you, you go into the community, the gaming community, everyone's saying, oh my God, here comes Ubisoft again. They're milking the game. And it's like, like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm happy to get another chapter in this freaking, I want to know what happens next. Like, what do you, like, if you're a real fan and you're into this story, like I'm, I'm trying to see what happens next. Like, what's your problem here? As long as the game is quality, which most of the time it was, except for like Unity's launch, but even Unity got fixed like soon after launch. And that was Unity. The reason why it got so messed up was because they completely changed the engine. It was, it was, everything was more lifelike. It was so much more detail. And, and it just needed some time, you know what I'm saying? But you know how things go, you know, with these major companies, they want, they, they pick a date and they want to put it out right there. They'll never say, okay, we're going to drop it back a couple weeks or something to really patch things up. So it came out as it was, that's not right. But I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I feel you, you know, people always want to find something to complain about. And I'm sure a lot of the people that are playing about complaining about Assassin's Creed and had that had similar complaints to the people that complained about um, Telltale games. I didn't even play them. They were just sitting back, like saying, "Well, if they didn't do this, then I would buy them." But they pre- even if they did fix it, they probably wouldn't. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Assassin's Creed because I don't know if you know this. Like in a couple of weeks, I think, or maybe it's in March, Assassin's Creed Three. The remaster is coming on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, I saw that, and man, I'm 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 tempted. I'm tempted, but I already I already own it on oh. uh, PS3. Um, oh, but I mentioned that for a reason. I don't know when this episode is dropping, but right now, PSN has a sale. If you buy, well, obviously, I don't know if you know this. You have Odyssey. You played Odyssey yet? Um, no, no, I didn't. Well, Odyssey in the season pass comes with Assassin's Creed 3 and Liberation. Nice. So if you buy this in the season pass right now, it's on sale for 25 bucks. So if you buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey 
season pass, you get Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed Liberation when they come out, as well as all the season pass stuff, which is a lot of stuff. And more stuff is coming to it. And where is this on sale again? PlayStation Network. I think Xbox One has a sale too on the season pass. Hmm. I kind of do remember seeing like I don't know if it was a just an AC sale or it was an Ubisoft sale. It's an Ubisoft right. sale. Okay. But that you season pass is part of it. The season pass is regularly forty dollars, and I think Assassin's Creed Three is forty dollars alone by itself. So that's crazy. If that's the case. Even if you don't have Odyssey, you might as well just buy the season pass and get three. Me being the physical collector that I am. I'm gonna need to get that physical copy. I, is, it I love, is it coming out with physical copy? Yeah, I saw the saw the advertisement. They showed the physical case, and okay. it, it, so, so it comes, you know, with with three and liberations, um, which I, I have liberations HD, and that game was just stale. So I'm not really too worried about that. But three three was fun, and I want to see those. They said they improved the game mechanics, and I think maybe even did like some some uh, HUD tweaks. To kind of give it a more modern AC feel, you know, like like the newer games. Not too much. They're not gonna completely change it because you know they're not gonna put that much effort into a remake. It's, it's supposed to be kind of a quick cash grab. You can tell just by the detail that they put into the game. It looks better, but they could have done way more. But you, you know, know I, I like Liberation. I thought it was fun for what it was, but then again, it. Truth be told, it probably shouldn't have been on PS4 or PS3 for that matter, because it was a beta game. They ended up putting it on PS3. Yeah, I know. Like I was, HD. Yeah, I never played that version. I played, played it on the Vita, and I enjoyed it on the Vita because it was a smaller Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I would have played it on the Vita and I would have been able to give it that, like, okay, it's a mobile game. So I'll I'll just give it the credit for you know for being a full AC game but portable. I wonder if I would have enjoyed it more. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm playing it on the same screen as I played the big ones, you know what I'm saying, and, and it and it still has that scaled down feel. I think that's why I knocked so many points from it. Yeah, I think I think that's a good answer right there. I think that makes. Perfect sense. And I think we have to kind of hold out. Well, since we are already talking about it, do you have a Vita, Joy Craig? Mm-mm. No. Master System, you probably should look into getting. It's not expensive right now. The collection of games on Vita is fantastic. I mean, like, um, there's a Kill Zone game on there that's mer- Mercenary that's really good. Persona 4 Golden. There's some excellent games on Vita. Vita's probably can find a Vita for $100 now. I want that uh, PlayStation TV. I, I I missed out on the opportunity to get one of those seconds for twenty bucks, twenty dollars. If That's I find so... mine, I'll give you mine. Really, real time? Yeah, yeah. If I find it, I'll give it to you. I have one somewhere. I think I have it in storage. I had it. Only thing I didn't like about it, the fact it's a good little handy system. Only thing I didn't like about it is it doesn't play all the video games. Yeah, the ones with touch controls and stuff. I heard there's like a there's a, a mod you can do to it. Um, so that it does play some of those games, but of course, in some places you're gonna get stuck because you don't have the touch controls. But, but yeah, man, like, hey, I, hey, I'll pay for it, man. I just can't find one for cheap. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go go in my storage and look for it. If I, if I find it, I give it to you. You can have it. I don't, I don't care. It's no big deal. Oh, man. Hey, shoot, thanks. <laughs> 
Yeah, so what's the next topic, man? I'm it's glad we actually got into some games. Like that was that was nice. We we hadn't really talked about games in a minute. Well, we might as well stay on games. Now we've been talking for over 30 minutes about games. Might as well just stay on that. Hey, go ahead. What you got, man? What have you been? Is there anything you've been playing lately in particular? No. Other than right. once that once that anthem demo cut off, I mean the Xbox kind of went back into hibernation. I did download that um the division two um beta oh. i haven't tried it oh good i wouldn't ask you shoot, you didn't try i'll ask you how did you like it because i haven't played it yet i was curious about that do you have xbox yeah i have xbox one i barely touch it but what? i have one do you have the if you have the beta man we need to get on that how do you get the beta look if you uh friend me on xbox and i'll send you um i'll invite you okay I think, I think I think you get like three invites. I, I use one of them, so yeah, I can I can invite you. Just gotta add me on there, Skyward King. Add same on PSN, all that other stuff. Well, if anybody's hearing this now, make sure you add Joey on um Xbox. <laughs> yeah, get a whole bunch of random. No, no, it's, it they're they're right. listeners, so they won't be random. They know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always down to play with people, man. Especially like. On uh, co-op games, Destiny, and there was another game I'm about to get into. I need to get back into Warframe, but I still haven't got you to touch that yet, so I'm just just give up on that. <laughs> but I was going to ask you: Are you excited for this upcoming week? Because a lot of games are coming out this week. Okay, Anthem comes out the 22nd, right? Mm-hmm. I know Crackdown comes out. Crackdown's one of them. There's a few more. I mean, is anybody checking for uh, for Crackdown? I want to play it. It looks interesting. It looks It looks interesting if I were to play it on Game Pass. You know what I'm saying? But dropping full price for that? Mm-mm. Like it, it honestly now it it looks less fun now than the version I played 2 years ago. Oh, okay, interesting. I never like, played it. Though. But I don't know, maybe maybe it's just seeing that multiplayer kind of got to me. So maybe maybe it's it's just the same but that multiplayer looks horrible. Ah, uh, all right, you ready for the list? There's <laughs> only four games. Go ahead. The fact that you said Crackdown multiplayer sounds horrible, I said let's just move on from that. Um, Crackdown three, Far Cry New Dawn, Jump Force, and Metro Exodus. Are you interested in any of those games? And a couple of days later, what? That's next Friday. Or something like that. Um, Anthem comes out. Oh, I won't be picking up any of those uh, anytime soon. But uh, Far Cry uh, New Dawn, that looks clean. That looks really clean. Um, kind of disappointed that the the beginning of that spoils the ending for the previous one, which I wanted to play. But you know, it is what it is. I can just skip. Um, that looks pretty interesting. And uh, Metro Exodus. But I have the other two games that I haven't played yet. So I need to go through those and get to that. It's just like kind of like Kingdom Hearts 3. Like I, I need to play the other two. I'm interested in that one, but I can't play it in that order. Okay. What about, well, Kingdom Hearts 3? You might just want to just start with. If you're going to play Kingdom Hearts 3, I would just play Kingdom Hearts 3 because unless you're going to play all those other games, which is like a thousand other games Kingdom Hearts 1, 1.5, 2, 2.5, two and a half and a quarter. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I played, I, I played one. Okay, so um, you got like 
five more games to play. Hey, I'm down. Well, you're not going to play Kingdom Hearts 3 to like 2025. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Those aren't short games. I think they're like 30 hours a piece. And I'm being oh. generous when I say 30 hours a piece. But it's about the adventure, you know what I'm saying? As long as I'm having having a good old time, I'm, I'm in no rush. That's true. What about Jump Force? You're not interested in Jump Force? Ever been into fighting games like that. What about you? Oh, I love, I love anime and I like fighting games, so I'm definitely going to um, check it out. And plus, one of my favorite anime characters in the game, you know, my son just told me that he's not a playable character, so that kind of made me mad. Who's that? Uh, Light Yagami from uh, Death Note. Oh, like uh, like Death Note, huh? Death Note's awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, anime series. Me too. I like Death Note. I like uh, My Hero Academia. like Naruto, of course. I like um, Dragon Ball Z. I started watching, um, what is it called? One Piece? But man, that anime is a long series. Oh, heck yeah. It's like 600 episodes? Yeah. I don't that's what makes me kind of back away from it like I yeah that's a that's a long commitment man oh yeah and also Yu-Gi-Oh's in, in the game that kind of made me excited too I'm like oh Yugi, Yugi's in the game oh yeah that look I saw some footage of that that looks pretty clean how he fights like through With the, the uh, yeah yeah that, that looks pretty nice so I'm, I'm actually excited for that game my son's excited for it he kind of he figured out how you um because I got him a PS4 for Christmas. And he figured out how you um, can share accounts mm-hmm. while I'm playing. Because usually we, I had to share. When I'm playing on my PS4, he couldn't play on my account. But he figured out a way so he could play on my account. And I could still play on my PS4. When he can use his account, he can use my account. And I can use my account. And it wouldn't interrupt each other. So we're both excited for Because we're probably going to be playing Jump Force against each other. So that's pretty cool. Hey, that's nice, man. So other than that, I mean, there was something you wanted to talk about. You you wanna you wanna put that in real quick, or we probably can say that for the next episode because that's gonna be a long topic. Is it gonna be that long, or you wanna just start now? We could do a to be continued, or it's gonna be long because um, it's a conversation. We I can talk about it a little bit on here for those who don't know um, the little podcast series I, I was talking about to numerous people about race and how the state of America has dropped episode, the first episode of that episode 85 of the Devil Cox experience is about race and episodes called the white American experience. And I'm interviewing white people about how they feel about America with Trump being president and is white privilege really a thing that they see in their lives and just them growing up and the experiences that they feel and how they felt when Trump got elected some were inspired by Trump, some were like, whatever. But it was just real conversation with real people getting down to the bottom of this whole series that I'm doing the next four or five weeks is kind of just talking to different races, different groups, different ethnicities, different, different people of sexual orientation, just figuring out how they feel about America today. And one of the reasons why I went to do it is so we can probably find a middle ground because everybody's so negative and toxic nowadays where Oh, I hate you. You hate Trump, so I can't like you. Or oh, you like Trump, so you must not not like America. And I kind of were like, let's try to find a middle ground between that. It's where we can get to the point where okay, you like Trump. Well, why you like Trump? It's cool. You like Trump. I can respect that, but I don't have to agree with you. We can 
at the end of the day, come to a table and talk and agree to disagree without any violence or any threat of violence. And let's keep it real. Lately, everything's been crazy. So it'll be good to get back to some normality mm-hmm. in terms of having civil conversations about politics. Because believe it or not, it hasn't always been like that. We used to be able to have a conversation about politics and not get called a racist or not get called a what they call social justice warrior, all this kind of stuff, because you don't necessarily agree with uh, another person's views. So this podcast is trying to touch on that a little bit. Hey, man, you doing uh, doing that major CNN work over there? <laughs> it's been an experience. Um, I've been getting a lot of feedback. I mean, like, it dropped this past Thursday and Thursday and Friday, my inbox, my DMs have been full, full of the they've ever been. I mean, like to the point where I almost couldn't work because every two minutes I was getting a DM, either somebody commenting on it or showing support or even when people was giving cr- criticism, they loved the episode so much. They were like, no, it's not you. They were like, no, we, we are giving criticism because we want to be on it and we want to add our two cents on it. We want our voices heard on it. Like, um, one of the positives about it is I got a lot of response from Trump supporters who want to come on episode, who want to kind of tell their side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. That's a good thing. You know, we yeah. need to have yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we really do. We we need to have an open, we need to have an environment where it's it's not so people, everyone's at each other's throats. So yeah, that, that's, that's really nice that you're creating that space. You know, it was like I, it kind of reminded me of this video. It was a, it was like a beer company, uh, not to not to take it off the topic. You know, it was just it kind of reminded me of this this beer company. They they sat this guy down. He was like a, was like a Christian, and he was like um, anti gay marriage rights. And then there was a, uh, it was another politician, um, and he was he was gay. Of course, he was pro uh, you know gay marriage rights. And so they just had him sit down, and have a beer, and just talk it out. But People got so upset, upset that the the beer company even allowed that conversation to happen. The, the two people were perfectly fine with it. You know what I'm saying? They were just like, you know, we can agree to disagree. We're just having this conversation. But people got so upset. They were like, we're boycotting the company and all that. And and that's cool that you're creating this to 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 move us to a place where we can get past that. You know what I'm saying? It's like one step at a time. That's nice, man. I, I, that's, that's cool work you're doing. Yeah, and um, I think it's bigger than me. That's the best way I can tell. It's bigger than me, and I, mm-hmm. I want it to be something that people can go back to and look at the conversations and understand that it's not from a place of hate. It's f- from quite the opposite, a place of love where we can understand each other and be better people for it. Yeah. Well, that's really awesome, man. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to all the future episodes and the episode that you already released, which I will put in the uh, show notes. It will be on the blog and um, yeah, it'll be on the blog post for this episode. And um, I'll link it to the, uh, to the tweet once I put that out there too. So. All right, cool. That'd be cool man. That's, I think that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's been a nice, but short episode. I think we clocked in about 45 minutes or so. 
But yeah, we knocked out a decent amount of topics. Finally got back into some gaming. So it was it was a clean one. I, I like this one. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode about gaming, basically. Uh, also, I've been, I've been thinking about uh, getting more hosts on, and uh, not hosts, but guests on here. So if you listen to that episode and you're interested in you know being a guest on the next episode, it definitely hit me up on Twitter at Skyward King. Um, and yeah, we can we can we'll set a date. Um, so that's that's the thing, and uh, I guess that's pretty much it. And uh, just like I said, hey, if you want to um, follow me on Twitter at Skyward King, follow Delvin at uh, uh, Delvin underscore Cox. Yep. Um, don't forget if you uh, if you like the podcast, you listen on YouTube. Remember to subscribe, give it a like and a share. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating. It helps the podcast get noticed by more people. Once we get enough ratings, and uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.